Welcome to Talking Tuesdays. I am your host, Fancy Quan, and today we're going to be talking about taking advice. Um, so again, not all advice is good advice. We're going to talk a little bit about consultants here. So yes, some big accounting firms, not going to mention the names, people we've used, talk about consulting because I've worked in consulting. But let's just kick this off with the best advice I have received or heard here. Uh, again, this was advice that we received during the startup here running this business. And the advice was basically a story of a man that's swimming across a river and he's holding two bags of gold, okay? And you get partway across the river and it's like you realize you're not going to make it or it doesn't seem like you're going to make it and you've got two bags of gold, one in each hand, right? At this point, it's too heavy. You need to make a decision, right? You can either hold both bags of gold and drown or you can let one go, keep the one bag and make it to their side. Um, so this came as advice from one of our investors. So as many of you know, uh, I met with our investors, I met with CEOs from other companies and executives. Uh, again, searching for advice, talking through problems, trying to really figure out how to solve things from the inside out. Uh, again, a lot of corporations do this. People a lot of times don't know this, but if you're an executive, a CEO, CRO, CFO, whatever, and you have good connections across the industry, your industry specifically, you can find some pretty good advice. And a lot of times you can actually pull advice from other industries. But this individual that gave us the advice basically mentioned, I think he got this from somebody else that told him the advice at the time. Uh, he was running two fairly successful businesses and then some issues occurred, basically they had cash flow problems and he's gonna have to make this decision on, do you attempt to run both firms, keep both firms, think somehow you're going to try to make them work but the probability of getting it, you know, running both these at the same time is next to none. Uh, and so he had to make that decision and the advice was basically cut one loose. You need to close one down uh, and just run the one very successfully. So this makes a lot of sense and it makes a lot of sense from a personal perspective as well. So a lot of us aren't going to have two businesses running or two ventures running, right? But at the same time, you have your personal self, the things that you're working on. And a lot of times you have a job or a project or maybe multiple projects and I struggle with this a lot of how do you focus on, you know, the one project, focus on yourself here, right? make things happen, put all your eggs in one basket. And a lot of times you have all those extra projects you need to just shut down. Like it would be great to be able to do all these. So for example, as many of you know, I'd love to publish a book. I have not had the time. I have way too many projects going. So I've just cut off a lot of these projects I would like to do, make them future projects. But the advice holds again from a personal perspective as well as a business perspective. A lot of times you need to trim back Right, that second bag of gold, it'd be awesome to be able to complete you know, both tasks, but a lot of times you're not going to be able to do that. So that's probably the best advice I've heard. Um, we took this to heart in a startup as well. We kind of looked at things and we ended up cutting out all of our manufacturing since that's what we were doing. Uh, but we also specialized you know, in the sales, marketing and product development, being product development being probably the largest expertise and piece of our whole business. And so we cut all those back and attempted that. And of course, things didn't necessarily work out the way we wanted them to. But again, this is pretty good advice in general for businesses. It's also good advice kind of on a personal level here. And then to dive in here on who to take advice from. So again, we took this advice from someone who was an investor in the business. So it made sense, right? They had an interest in us. Uh, also, though, this individual had a great track record. They built great relationships with us and the company, and specifically our president. So we had a reason to trust them. They had the track record, right? Again, of having a successful business, doing everything on their own. So it made sense. Now, that being said here, right, you have to be very careful where you take advice from. 
So even somebody with the best intentions, the best track record, the best background, the best everything, often they're not in your shoes, in your situation. They might not fully understand your case here. And this leads us to consulting here somewhat, the whole topic of consulting. I am not a fan of consulting. So surprises a lot of people. Some people get upset because they work in consulting. I did work for one of the largest consulting firms for a three-month stint on contract. I hated it. I hated every aspect of it. Um, Again, going into this on why. So I always think this is awesome and (laughs) just entertaining at best here. So you have a consulting firm, right? These big ones, small ones, ever. They're chock full of, I don't know, 20, 22-year-old kids, you know, maybe under 30 years old. And they're going to come in here and they're going to tell you how to fix your problems, right? So let's just start off with here. None of these individuals, for the most part, are qualified to even give you advice. So think about this from an accounting perspective. If you have consultancies for accountants, uh, you have consultancies for like business operations, a 20-year-old kid's not going to have the experience to guide you and see all the pitfalls and really lay things out and do something unique and special for you, okay? Not gonna happen. Doesn't really matter, it's not gonna happen. Um, Even on the technical side, I have seen consulting firms that specialize in something very, very specific. And again, you have 19, 20, 30 year old kids. So again, I'm 30 something, so I consider myself still a kid somewhat, but they're not experts. They haven't ran through all this experience. They've never even ran a business, right? So. When you're taking advice from people, be very careful, including myself, right? Definitely question what I tell you. Does it make sense? Does it not make sense? Um, You know, weigh the options here, look at my background. I'm fine if you you think I'm crazy. Um, But again, consultants don't have the experience and then they always try to argue the edge they have is they see the same problem across multiple companies and so they're able to test it at multiple places and then really figure out the solution. And I'll give them a little bit of credit here But actually, if you actually go and look at a lot of the reports they write about the so-called industry, so both in finance, banking, accounting, business operations, all that stuff, the vast majority of what they're publishing is already known by the industry to start with. And second of all, it's typically not good advice, right? Because again, it's young kids trying to decide what's best, what's not. And just because you gave terrible advice to 10 companies, 10 firms, and they all did it and it kind of works, doesn't mean it's the best advice. Uh, Also, many firms, even if they do share with you, most of them don't share all the details on how it's actually done. And I found out that typically consultants are friends with specific people in specific banks. Uh, They have this symbiotic relationship where consultants get gigs because people inside of these companies, firms, right, banks, non-banks, everything, they provide that relationship where I'll hire you and pay you a bunch of money to come kind of help with stuff. But at the same time, right, uh, it makes you look good if you can complete projects as well on the inside of the business. But a lot of times there's like the people that matter at firms a lot of times don't give that information out to consultants, right? It's proprietary. Why would I give it to you? So I have found that the majority of presentations by consultants, again, they have some value, some insight you can kind of see, but most people in their own industries that are actually experts know other people in the industry and have that perspective already. So consultants don't add a lot of value in that sense either. Um, again, going back to this here, somebody's going to say, you know, consultants are very specialized. No, 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 they're not. They're generalists. Um, again, firms that don't have skills a lot of times like hiring consultants, not because you're a specialist, uh, but for the pure reason, it's easy to blame someone else. Like, hey, I hired this company. Uh, they did X, Y, and Z, and it wasn't done right, right? My hands are clean. We hired someone to do it. We can go back and figure it out. But like, you're not in trouble because it's not your company that's doing it. You paid someone else. So I'm not a big fan of consultants. And to kind of cap this off here with the story of it, we were sued at this startup firm 
There's accusations of embezzlement, so stealing money from the company on a personal level. Uh, again, our books were stripped from the company by our investors that sued, and they were given to, not going to say the name here, but one of the larger accounting firms. It's not one of the big four, so no worries. Uh, but it is a national name. Like If you mention it to an accountant, they would know exactly who it is. Uh, they came in, they took the books, they did their you know research or whatever, their forensic accounting, whatever they want to call it. And they gave the books back, and of course they found nothing. But the worst part is when they got the books back, they basically trashed the books. So they started just like trying to find things, and they didn't find it, and then stuff wasn't in the, the right accounts. I'm gonna put that in air quotes here, because they just didn't understand things, and so they just started bucketing things into random accounts. Like, oh, this account's got, you know, I don't know, $300,000 in it, this one's got 215,000, this one's got $83,000 in it. And they were like random groupings and buckets, nothing made sense, but it was clear that these expert consultants from this top name firm had no idea what manufacturing is and how manufacturing is very different and accounting wise from other sorts of businesses like finance you know, institutions and you know, other types of organizations and industries. But it was really disappointing and you know, that kind of ticked me off of like I wasn't really that big of a fan of consulting back in the day when all this happened. And then as I've worked over the years, I've realized People at firms, people at consultants, people at you know all kinds of things, they're all average at best, um, right? You're gonna hit the average if you get a bunch of people. Uh, consultants, again, have no real expertise a lot of times because they never spend enough time on one specific project. So I am not a fan of consultants for that reason. So in general here for getting advice, taking advice, you guys, it is super challenging. There is no easy like, this is good advice, this is bad advice. And I think this is why running a business is so challenging. So. Again, thinking out this from an entrepreneurial perspective. Again, as I've mentioned, I don't think business schools can really teach you to run businesses. It does provide you a lot of value in seeing, you know, like the accounting, the finance, the marketing. You kind of get this overview perspective of everything, which is great. Um, but at the end of the day, right, making those crucial, important decisions, it's really tough, right? That's why it's so hard to start a business and make it successful and make a lot of money. And one of the takeaways I hope you get through this whole podcast season here is really looking at like, all the intricate details here, right? Like you can say, okay, financially, it makes sense if we did X, right? Like raised prices or, you know, made things more efficient. But just saying like, we're gonna do, you know, raise prices, for example, it's really challenging, right? Because then people don't buy it because now you're competing in a market here. So free markets keep it competitive, which is great, but it makes it challenging to run a business. Um, as we mentioned, like with efficiency, how do you make employees more efficient? You don't wanna grind them to the point that they're upset, unhappy, don't wanna work for you, and go out of the way to sabotage you, which we have seen. Um, and on this you know, flip side of that, if you're too lenient and you don't provide enough structure and discipline somewhat, uh, you end up kind of with this chaos, free floating, and everyone's wasting resources and nothing quite happens correctly. So again, my best advice for you on how to get good advice is to look at everyone's backgrounds. There are so many fake people on the internet. I mean, I remember looking on LinkedIn, there's a lady, you know, she's all dolled up and made pretty and she has a great profile on LinkedIn. and. You know, she's got millions of followers and subscribers and everything. And her big punchline on her profile in the back is, you know, CEO or executive at firm that did over a million, seven figure business or something. And it's like, I mean, that's great, but is that really that, that successful? I mean, this whole podcast is us talking about a failed business. Again, it did seven figures, a little bit into the seven figures here, a few million dollars in revenue. But again, I don't know if you would take advice from someone in those situations. Um, 
And again, often looking at things, talking to people, understanding their true intentions, their backgrounds. Are they trying to sell you something? Or is it like our investor here where it's like they're just providing good advice because they're trying to be nice, trying to be friendly? Um, again, they do have something tied into this as well. They had some sort of investment financially into this business. So in general, just be weary. If you see something hot and flashy and people are going to charge you all this money for advice on things, I would be very hesitant to take the advice. Um, again, if they're making you know money consulting or telling you things, but they've never actually done it, uh, that's where I would kind of draw the line and say, well, if you haven't really done it and you haven't gotten your hands dirty on it, uh, this probably is not the best advice to be taking. So anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And as always, until next time.